Blog Talk Radio. This show is sponsored by CoventryCreations.com. Magic. I'm Storm Sestavani, of course, and today is 
Tuesday. Can you believe it? Already January the 17th, 2012. It's 4 o'clock in the afternoon here on the East Coast. That means it's 1 p.m. on the West Coast and every single hour in between. Pick up the phone if you want to talk to us. The number is 760-539-3235. Again, that number is 760-539-3235. Remember, the show is sponsored by CoventryCreations.com. So cruise on over to Coventry Creations if you have a problem in your life, whether that that problem is love, romance, money, 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 which we're going to be talking about today. You need to get a job, you need to get out of your job, you need to get rid of somebody, you need to bring somebody to you, you name it. We have a candle for that, so make sure that you cruise on over to Coventry Creations and check out all of the wonderful lines of candles that um, are available. To reach Jackie off the air, of course, CoventryCreations.com. Schedule a reading with her. She's excited doing reading, so schedule a reading with Jackie. Um, to reach me off the air, go to www.PsychicFriendsNow.com. Um, to... Our website is keepitmagic.com, and of course, if you want to fan us up over on Facebook, just go to keepin, that's without a G, keepinitmagic.com. Jackie, what's up? It's been a busy week, and it's only Tuesday. How about you? (laughs) My life stays the same. (laughs) Every night. I don't know, I throw you a few. run in together. Throw you a few curveballs every now and again. Yeah, of course, of course. I'm kind of excited about the show today. I, of course, I am too. I mean, Dorothy, who, who you know, what's not to love? Yeah, exactly. Dorothy Morrison will be on with us in about. Let me look at my clock here. About a few minutes. seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> seven minutes. So have it, have it on the timer. Dorothy will be with us in about seven minutes. Um, let me give out her website address now before I forget. Um, go to www.wickedwitch.com. Studios.com. Again, that's www.wickedwitchstudios.com. Um, and uh, we will, of course, have Dorothy on in a few minutes. So, Jackie, what's going on with you? Um, well, just, um, I, I almost want to say same stuff, different day, but um, really it's never the same stuff. It's never the same stuff. I had um, the third Monday of the month up until this month, I was doing, every month I was doing a folk magic meetup. And um, this time was, uh, last night we talked about Bible being the heart of conjure. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Can I get an amen? Amen, Lord of Jesus. <laughs> and it was it was interesting how challenging that was to some people, how they wanted to completely deny it. And my what I love about hoodoo and conjure is its roots. And it's all root work, right? So, of course, you got to go with its roots. And this is part of its roots. And if you don't, and, and I, I was told, you know, and I, I this is something I wanted to ignore, too. I did not want any part of the Bible or the Psalms or anything like that with, with the root work because I'm, I'm a pagan now. And don't you know, pagans and Bibles, you know, we combust when we get together. Uh-huh. And, um, and after being in the, at the Folk Magic Festival that last year and um, I was in a class with Star Cassis and Orion Foxwood and they – it was like how to pack your Bible toolbox. And it was a great class. I did a lot of healing for myself during that process of understanding um, the role of the Bible within spirituality. Not just within religion, but within spirituality. And what the thing, my takeaway from that class was that I don't care who prints it. I don't care when it was printed. I don't care if you got it from the dollar store or the antique store. This 
is a channel to the divine. Mm-hmm. And especially if you look at the Old Testament, which then you can actually trace, well, you can even trace the Psalms back to, to um, Sumerian text. Mm-hmm. So this, these are sacred words that go back before recorded time. And and you know if you just want to just out and out deny this and just say this this has no part of my life, you're really cutting off a big part of it. To say that I'm I'm not going to pay attention to the Bible within conjure work is the same as saying I'm not going to take pay attention to um, the African American influence or the Appalachian influence or the Native American influence. I mean it's all a big part of the influence. So it was it was a lot of fun. To do the class, it was a lot of fun to do some bibliomancy, and um, we did. A lot of people were confused, going, "I don't know what this means," <laughs> and and so I did a lot of interpreting on that, saying, "Well, you know, this means shut up." <laughs> <laughs> it means you need to STF you. <laughs> yes. Um, or or this means you're on the right course, or this means you know you know um, because when you do your bibliomancy, as you read it, you have to kind of pull it up out of the Bible. Yeah. You have to say, well, let's not let's not apply this to, you know, a guy named Joseph or a guy named Moses. Let's apply this to what's what's the message that's being said. So, that was very confusing for some folks, but it was really interesting. But we also made a decision. I made a decision that with the folk magic meetup, um I had been trying to do this every month and come up with something new and it was mm-hmm. As you know, a meetup is a sharing, right? So, I've never been to one. Well, a meetup is when people with similar interests come together and talk about it. Mm-hmm. Well, this was becoming this from the get had always been more of a class than a meetup. So, and I was only charging five dollars for the meetup, and then I ended up teaching a two-hour class every month. And since, and I said, okay, you guys, you got to come to stuff at the table, come to the table with stuff, and I gave them opportunities. But if you don't, we're not going to have a meetup. It's not going to be a five-dollar meetup. We're going to do some classwork. So. I decided last night that um, we're doing, uh, I'm going to do quarterly classes. And they'll be with supplies and big time, and it'll be fun. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm kind of getting into this Bible magic myself. I have, like, a ton of books that I have been studying. Uh-huh. Um, and the the interesting thing, what a lot of people don't know, is that um, the Psalms themselves, the whole book is nothing but a book of spells. Um, it is. It's a book of conjure. <laughs> It's a whole book of spells, you know, for for just about anything. I mean, I'm looking at one right now for Peace in the Home, Psalm 70. It says this psalm should be prayed in each room of the house on a regular basis. Sprinkle peaceful home powder in each room, including the bathroom, as the psalm is uttered. Uh-huh. And it's also a psalm for uh, a sense of self-assurance. Pray this psalm each morning when you rise. Carry a red flannel bag containing... High John the Conqueror root anointed with High John the Conqueror oil each day. So, yeah, there's just a whole bunch. This is uh, a wonderful book. It's called The Psalm Notebook. It's by Robert Laramie. Um, I've got it. I love it. So it's pretty interesting. Um, the uh, I've been playing with a book by Star Cassis, who she uh, has a website called Old Style Conjure. Mm-hmm. And her book, Working with the Bible, and I, I love that woman, and I know Dorothy will have lovely things to say about her too. Um, and we're going to have her on our show in April. Yeah, I think that's what we said in April, and we're going to have her on during Passover, and we're going to talk about Bible magic and Kabbalah magic. Yes. 
I mean, which is, you know, come on, this is the perfect time to talk about it during Passover. <laughs> which is a time of, I mean, if you really think about it, that was, um, there's a whole lot of black magic that went on during Passover. Well, also the the Exodus story contains the 72 names of God, um, you know, in which um, Moses, when Moses goes to part the Red Sea, um, basically um, God does something very, very interesting for the first time in that particular verse. And he says, in essence, it's don't whine to me, jump in the sea. That's basically what he says. In other words, don't rely upon me for your miracles, make your own. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so it's it's pretty interesting. We should bring um, uh, Miss uh, Dorothy on. I want to hear what she has to say about um, uh, conjure magic uh, or or Bible magic. Dorothy, you're on the air with us. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Good. I'm so happy to hear your voice. I'm just so happy to hear your voice. Oh, y'all are so sweet. So. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're talking about Bible magic, are we? For a minute, at least. <laughs> How you For, doing? So what do you think? Do you, have you ever um, incorporated that into what you do? You, you know, uh, I think I think people do that all the time uh, with, without even realizing it. Um, you know, the, you were talking about it being the heart of conjure, and, and you're right about that. You know, this is where we got curses from. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you if if you look through, through the Bible, you suddenly discover that there are a lot more curses in the Bible than there are blessings. Um, that is true, especially when you're starting to do readings for folks with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's almost like you know once once God you know cursed Adam and Eve and, and tossed them out of the garden, then he got the hang of it and he really liked it. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love it. <laughs> hilarious. Oh, and it's very true. It's very true. So that's, that's, it is, um, just the Bible itself can be a great protection. And you don't have to be Christian for it to work. Well, no, I think it's, it's one don't. of the things I was telling uh, you about yesterday, Jackie, that, or to actually this morning, that it's, it's hard for me, you know, when the Bible is one of the best selling books of all time. Um, it's hard for me, and we, we know that it's been a, that it's been around in written form for at least eighteen hundred years. Mm-hmm. Um, if a book has carried that much power for that long, it's very very difficult for me to just throw it up as irrelevant. <laughs> One of the things that I love that Star said during that class, she said, "Well, just because they wrote it down in the Bible doesn't mean God stopped talking at that point." <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love Star. She is fabulous. <laughs> Jackie absorbs accents too. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> she, by the end of the show, she'll be talking like you, uh, Dorothy. So. <laughs> well, of course she will. <laughs> she'll, she'll have her stuff on. <laughs> well, today we're going to be talking about mummy magic. Um, of course, there are some psalms that definitely have to do with money, um, uh, but we're going to talk about the full range of money magic at this point because, you know, prosperity um, is something that uh, seems to be a consistent uh, issue 
uh, with people over and over and over and over at some point um, in their particular lives, and especially right now with the economy um, the way that it is. I think that it's, it's definitely a topic uh, that has an enormous amount of merit, not that it doesn't have an enormous amount of merit at all times, but right now it particularly does. Um, I'm going to throw out a question um, to, uh, to you, Dorothy, first. I'll, I'll start with you. What is money? Money is nothing but energy that we um, use to uh, obtain things that, that we want and need. We exchange that, that energy for, for, for things we want and need. And I think that's one of the reasons that, that people have such trouble with money is because they don't see it as just energy. Uh, I, I agree 100%. Jackie, what is your feeling about money? Well, I, I agree with Dorothy 100%. And I remember the um, uh, when all this hoopla started happening, when when or I think it was probably about six years ago we start, started to see some shifts in economy when we started to see it fluctuate. And I said, you know, there's still the same amount of money out there in the world. There's still the same amount of money out there. and And the challenge I got back was, well, tell that to the guy who lost his job. And I said, but you have to remember, there's the same amount of money now that there always has been, which is none. Mm-hmm. It, we give value to it. Um, we decide what's a commodity and what isn't. Um, you know, they hold back gold. They hold back diamonds, so it maintains its, its um, um, ability to be a commodity. Mm-hmm. Um, we we decide how much our money is valued at against the the gold standard, et cetera, whatever. And um, and and so I find it very interesting that and gold fluctuates like crazy. So I find it very interesting. There really is no such thing as money. It's a concept. Mm-hmm. It's virtual. Whether it's paper or coin or gold, it's always virtual. So what do you do with that? make some of your own. I agree with you because basically, you know, for me, um, money just simply is a representation of my particular buying power. Um, there you go. I like you know, that. It, it, mm-hmm. it is. It is a representation of my particular buying power and what type of uh, of goods and services that I can go out and get as a result of the particular efforts or the particular magic, whether it be on the physical level or the metaphysical level that I put into it. Um, I think that one of the things that, and I wanted to discuss this for just a bit, um, uh, in the old days, the particular way that people uh, did things. And, and if you remember during the uh, the 2010 elections, there was, I forget whether or not that it was the governor of Arizona or New Mexico, it was some the, somewhere in the southwest. Well, basically what she said is that we should go back to old-time health care and, you know, just go to the doctor with the chicken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, and 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 you know that whole bargaining um, uh, and border uh, type of system was something that she wanted to to invoke. Well, my feeling, based upon what I've seen astrologically for um, the short while that I've been alive, uh, in comparison to the time that the universe has been around, but I don't think that we necessarily go back. I think we progress. 
And in this day and age, our particular bartering method, at least for me, has to do with these little green dollar bills that happen to be in my wallet or in my checkbook. Oh, um, yes, and it has to be that way because even though money is energy and it's a representation of your buying power, uh, mm-hmm. it you know it, nobody will let you have anything without it. It's 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 one of the, it's, it's probably the only energy we have that that has that kind of value on it. Yeah. Well, and now it's not even necessarily the green dollar bill. It's in the ethers. You use your card for it, your debit card for it, you write the check for it. It's even more virtual mm-hmm. than it has ever been. It, 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 what do you all think of this whole bartering mess? Well, you know. <laughs> because I'm sure that both of you, both of you, both of you have, have product lines. Um, uh, and I am sure, especially, you know, one of the things that I see in um, alternative spirituality communities, not just, you know, the Wiccan or the Kabbalistic, but there's this tendency for people to want to, well, we even see it a little bit in, 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 in the psychic community, but, um, uh, you know, what they want to do is they want to trade you something um, uh, for, um, you know, your goods and services. And but, but you see, I don't I know why. Them, I want them to trade me money for it. <laughs> <laughs> you see, because yeah. the, the, yeah. The, the whole idea of being in business is to increase that that energy. So, so you know, I'm in business to make money, mm-hmm. and you, you know, I mean, and and that's that's why everybody is in business because we want that 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 money so we can exchange it for things we want and need, and you know, trading me, um, say, I I don't know, a some, yeah, well, no, 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 no. We're not going to go with the chicken because because that's going to screw with, with with my little analogy here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so you keep you you, you keep your chicken. Uh, but but you know, trading me some kind of metaphysical object is not going to put food on my table. Well, neither is trading me a chicken because I'm not killing it and plucking it. Just saying. Oh, oh, well, well, well you see, you, you see, I'm southern, so so, so I probably would, but. <laughs> but um but 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 really and truly and you know i i find that barter thing so uh, you know it well it depends on what people want to barter but but you know if you're in business and and say somebody wanted to barter me something that i didn't even want for 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 10 candles you know i'd be insulted uh, you know mm-hmm. wouldn't you Jackie absolutely because i get that i've gotten that frequently I would like to barter with you this, these lovely um, pieces of jewelry that I've made for these candles. And I'm thinking, well, you know what? I can't go to the gas station with that jewelry and barter for a couple gallons of gas to get home here, can I? Yeah. I can't yeah. pay the light company with a chicken. Um, I can't. So, so sometimes this is my little rule. If I go to you and there's something I want, or no, I'm sorry. If you come to me and there's something you want to buy. And you have something that I want, then I am going to offer to barter. Mm-hmm. Because you know when when the gal who does my hair asked me for a reading, and I said, "Tell you what, I'll do a reading, and you give me some product." That was the most brilliant barter I've ever done in my life. 
<laughs> well, well, yeah, you know, and, and speaking of, of ratings, you know, I remember, uh, gosh, 30, 35 years ago when I, I started rating, uh, you know, people, my neighbors were always over every single day wanting a rating. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and people people are squirreling like that. You know, a good rating will last you three or four months. and But, you know, folks don't, don't seem to, to get that. And after a while, I was spending my entire days giving free ratings. And finally, I said to, to, to these people, you know, you're going to have to bring me something. This is an energy exchange. You're, you're wearing me out. So I had a grocery list. And I would actually tell them, okay, you can come over for a reading tomorrow, but you bring me a gallon of milk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, and, and, and back then, that did put food on my table. Right. So, well, so um, you know, it, it, you know it, it really does, you know, depend on whether, you know, someone has something that, that is beneficial to, to you, as beneficial to you as your product is to, is to them. There has to be, um, and everyone has to be in agreement on it before before the looky-loo happens, before the, okay, this is what I want. Um, I, I do know that there are some people who want to move to more of a barter system, but even, do you remember, I don't know, do you remember the trade exchange back in the 90s? Were you yeah. guys involved in that? So the trade exchange was, which was kind of like a barter system. You would go, and this is almost free money. You would allow somebody who's in the trade exchange, and you would give them X amount of credit in trade dollars, and they would buy your product. And then that, let's say it was $300. So that $300 went into the trade exchange bank, which, of course, then you had to pay the trade exchange a little bit of cash, like 30 bucks cash for this transaction. Then, so, you know, there's really only one company that was making money. It was a trade exchange. Mm-hmm. And then you could take these trade dollars and use them at these certain businesses. Well, what happened was a lot of companies like mine ended up with thousands of dollars in trade that they could no longer use mm-hmm. because because people needed cash. They weren't willing to go to, go to that. So eventually the trade exchange uh, failed. I think some of them are still around on a smaller level. But um, I lost thousands of dollars in that because uh, we, Patty and I booked flights. We bought flights to Denver on the trade exchange, but we had to drive to Chicago to use those flights. <laughs> mm. So we had to drive five hours to get on a plane in Chicago to go to Denver. And then when we got to Denver, we were supposed to be getting a hotel with our trade dollars. We got to the hotel with the trade dollars. They handed us a slip of paper saying, we no longer accept trade dollars. So here we are in Denver at the trade show with no hotel <laughs> and oh, um, a lot of money tied up in trade dollars. So, you know, it was it was a very interesting experience of trying to work a barter system. So really barter system only can work in, in that real personal, intimate moment. Well, like you know, the, and, and the thing is, you know, if you want to work a barter system, there's no reason that people can't barter with money. Exactly. Because money is easy to manifest. Exactly. Well, do you find that in in this you know in the 21st century, um, do you find this old um, way of looking at things with the bartering system and things of that nature actually a form of poverty consciousness? Yes, I do. Mhm. 
Yeah, I, I, I do. And I and I think that that pagans are more prone to, to that than other people are. Because Why? somewhere in the back of their heads they actually believe that old adage that says you have to be poor to be pagan. It's kind of like, oh, you know, you, you have to starve before you can create art. <laughs> you know, it's, it's the same kind of crazy principle. And, you know, that's just not true. And, and I think that, that it bothers me when magical practitioners feel like that because they have the tools to change their own reality. Mm-hmm. And and so they should be able to manifest that money. They should use what they've got at their disposal and and manifest what you know what they need. I I I, I concur because a lot of us come to the pagan um, path um, as a counterculture. We are not going to be dictated to by the man or the woman who's in charge. We are not going to go this road of standards and have to you know. Um, Follow these societal blah 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 blah, right? Mm-hmm. Sounds like you're high school kids, doesn't it? Uh huh. <laughs> and, <laughs> and and a lot of that says I don't have to work a nine to five job to be rich, to be this, to be that. I can do it in this other way, and and it's a counterculture, and and they think that to, to really actually have money within that counterculture is it would be to um to be untrue untrue to your beliefs. Well that's and, fine uh, but you can you, you, you can be untrue and starve if you want. <laughs> You're <laughs> you know, exactly right. We have to know, get to our I, break I, I remember, you know, as you know, as a teenager, I thought all of those things too. And it was amazing how quickly I became part of the establishment when I realized I was gonna starve to death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We uh, have to take a break. We will be right back. Um, we are talking about money magic with Dorothy Morrison, Jackie Smith, and of course myself, Storm Sistabami. Pick up the phone and give us a call at seven six zero five three nine three two three five. That's seven six zero five three nine three two three five. And while we're at the break, of course, visit CoventryCreations.com. We'll be back in a flash. Don't touch that dial. Judah, 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 Judah,
And welcome back to Keep It Magic. Pick up the phone and give us a call. The number is 760-539-3235. That's 760-539-3235. If you would like to talk to us about money magic, we will be taking calls a little bit later in the show. Um, uh, Jackie and Dorothy, of course, I'm glad that you're both back um, with me. Um, One of the things I want to go to now before we go into the biggest blocks to money um, is what is this there's this strange belief that, and it's really, really strange, but for people to be financially comfortable, that somebody else has to suffer for it. That old thing where if I pray for money, then Uncle Ed might die. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I want to see the, the money spell I can use with murder weapon because some people need a good killing. <laughs> when you find that spell, Dorothy, please send me a whole ton of them. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. you, you know, you that, know it's, that is ridiculous. But there's so many people who talk about who who worry, and it's part in the, in the healing work that I do. So many people, this is a big part of an underlying belief that if I am financially well off, that means I'm taking that financial stability from somebody else. And it it really is, it's really, to me, it's um, an old Christian belief, uh, a belief of control and a belief of tithing. You know, and, but, but, but the funny thing to, to me is that whether, no, no, no matter what form your spirituality takes, okay, whether, whether you uh, believe in God or you believe in goddess or just, you know, a higher power, You are that higher power's child. Parents want their children to be happy. The higher power has an unlimited checking account. Mm -hmm. You know, so why why (laughs) wouldn't he or she cut you a check? Of course, she's not going to do that unless you ask for it. But, you know, so, so I think that's, you're right, you know, it's a control thing. It's, you know, it's, and it's absurd. It is. Um, there's this old, you know, there's so many people who are worried about charging their value and their worth in their work, whether it's readings, and I know um, we have someone in the chat room that's talking about that in their, in their work. They don't want to charge too much. I, I have um, different hairdressers that don't charge enough, et cetera. And there's an old adage that um, every accountant I know has, has told me, which is, um, you know, so you've got a lot of clients, and they all pay you, they'll pay you uh, twenty bucks a pop when they come see you. Well, now, if you raise your prices, you're going to lose about half the people. But if you raise your prices, if you double your prices, you'll lose a half amount, half the people, but you'll still make the same amount of money. Meaning that, um, uh, and that's of course if you're good at what you do. Um, meaning that. You're working harder for less just because you think people can't pay. Well, if you decide that, that you want to double your prices and there's a few people that you want to do some, some work for um, on spec just because you want to help them, now you can because now you have time. Mm-hmm. So it's called working smart. Yep. I have found that um, you will always find customers who are willing to meet your price. 
You always will. You always will. So, um, I mean, then there's greed, which I, I would love to talk about as well. But then there's then there's that that point of getting greedy. But it's selling yourself too short. I think is one of our bigger blocks. Uh, being afraid, being afraid of money. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, and, the other thing I think that that people don't necessarily get. I'll use myself as an example. Um, if somebody schedules an astrological consultation with me, what they have to realize is that I'm also spending an hour to two hours before we even get on the phone with calculations, looking at transits, looking at uh, progressions, looking at um, astrological configurations. So when you divide out my particular fee for the consultation, you really have to divide that particular amount by three, at least. Um, because there's a lot of, uh, of work that goes into into it, plus the entire knowledge base of, uh, of spending, you know, hours and hours and hours and hours and hours on um, education as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's one of the things that, that people, and unfortunately, you know, in our field, they don't grant these big, huge, gigantic loans. <laughs> that's, that, 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 that's true. They, they only give grants for underwater basket weaving and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask both of you. Dorothy, what do you think is the biggest block to financial prosperity? I, I think that people don't feel that they deserve to be financially comfortable. Uh, you know, and, you know, may, maybe that's, you know, a throwback to to their, uh, you know, Christian upbringing. Um mm-hmm. I'm I'm not sure you know or maybe it's a throwback to their mama telling them you know oh my god you know what a selfish you know child you are but but people don't don't think that that they they deserve it and that that's you know if if you don't think you deserve it you're certainly not going to get it mm-hmm. that is you know, the truth I've experienced you know, you, that self <laughs> yeah yeah you know you have to to know that you're worthy of it yeah, and, I, and, uh, I agree. And and I, and I think. Also, go ahead, Jackie. No, go ahead. No, no. Feel, feel free. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I I I think that 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 with magic, that they use the wrong wording too. I think mm-hmm. that that abundance and prosperity should get thrown right out of their vocabulary. All abundance is is a lot of something. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it you know it could be uh, uh, a flea infestation. It, it could be anything. You know that that's what, what what abundance is. You know, you have to ask for cash. Just, just be crass enough to do it. It's it's very true. You got to ask for cash. And so, although sometimes I ask for the end results. And that and that just kind of takes takes that middle money right out of it. Sometimes you just ask for the end result, and it and it shows up too. So there's a, there's an interesting. Uh, I want to ask you a question here in just a second, Jackie, off of something that we've talked about um, in the past. But there's an interesting. There's a girl named Marcy in our chat room who's basically you know stating. Um, uh, well, she's asking a question. One of the things that she's stating is that when you tra- charge higher rates. Um, uh, 
that, and, and you're no longer taking, you know, like Jackie was saying, you know, you're now charging $40 and you only have half of your client base. Um, she feels as though that there are those that feel cheated out of uh, help and that it's based upon greed. And then she goes on further to say, those that are turned away, how do you feel about not helping them? What I said in that statement was, if you work smart, mm-hmm. if you if you charge your your value, let's say you you up your your fee to forty dollars, well, and you have half the amount of clients and you're making the same amount of money, now you have the time and, and the space to do pro bono if you want to, yeah. or charge a lower rate. But if you're always charging a lower rate, then you don't have time for anything else. Um, uh, so it's. And there's a balance that needs to be struck. Absolutely. You're not going to yeah, overprice and, and, you know, yourself. But, but the difference is that it's your choice to yeah. do the the pro bono. You know, I, I, I'm i in business to, to make money. However, the, the other day I got an email from, from, from somebody, and she was really having a rough time. And so instead of selling her stuff, I simply told her what to do. <laughs> and, and, you know, because if she had no money to, to, to start with, mm-hmm. you know, this, you know, me, me charging her, because she even said, you know, I'll save up the money to buy what, whatever you think I need to buy. And it was like, honey, you know, really and truly, you can solve this problem for about $2. So, <laughs> so, so here's what, you know, here's what you need to do. And and she was so grateful. And you know, I will. She she will be a lifelong customer of mine. She will come back when when when, when she has money, and she will spend it with me. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's there there's a fine line there. But uh, you know, yeah, you you know, you can certainly choose to to help people. Um, and and you're going to be more sought after if if your prices are a little higher, simply because people, it's, it's, it's that, that psychology at work. If it costs more, people think it's better. There is, there is that truth. And there's, you know, we can, we can spend a whole show just talking about pricing and valuing and, and, and perceived value. And this is, there's a whole uh, marketing psychology just around that subject. And yeah. so you can, you can spin that in a million different ways. But really what comes down to is that is just a distraction and that is just something that, that can spin you into nowhere and is part of the blocks to actually being profitable. Jackie, mm-hmm. one of the things that you've told me before, which I would like you to expand upon, okay, is that there is a particular value in poverty. Mm-hmm. Um Explain that to the listeners, because I found it very, very interesting what you were talking about, and it was kind of like one of those light bulb type of moments for me when you were talking about it. Wow, what did I say? Um, <laughs> <laughs> a moment, huh? Um, card. Well, there is, there is a, um, there's a value in poverty. Look at um, the way I see this. It's like, look what I can get through. Look how amazing I am for this struggle. Look at what. Um, Look at who I am because I can I can struggle through this poverty and 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 everyone can feel sorry for me. I am I am but a victim and and poverty and victim it's very similar. Did that encompass some of what I said? Did I miss anything? Yes. Yes. Okay. 
So, so there's, um, there's a nobility, that's the word. There's a nobility within that struggle and within that poverty. And, within, and when you move out of that poverty, you are also moving out of your social circle. Mm-hmm. If you were actually to become, and this is why, you know, what is, what is well off for you? What is financially comfortable? What is money, cash money in your pocket? For some people, it's, they're, they're absolutely fine living in um, the lower middle class. They're very comfortable there. They don't want a McMansion. And, and that's something that I came to myself is I'm not, I'm not interested in, in spending all my money on a house or a McMansion or having a really high-end car. I'm, where I'm interested is, is where my comfort lies and where I would want to spend that, that energy, financial energy, where I would want to spend it. So um, there's that value that you have to determine for yourself. Um, and if, if a McMansion is what you think makes you successful, then that's what makes you think that's what you think is successful. For me, you know what makes me feel successful? All my bills are paid and i got extra money in my pocket and I can go on a trip. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm so happy. With, you know what else makes me feel successful? This is what makes me feel successful. And this was my reset on my own financial situation. I keep 20 families fed. Through everything that I do, 20 families eat and and have a, a level of financial security. That is some serious prosperity in my world. Yeah, and you know, one of the things that I think um, Kabbalistically, uh, the the view on money is a lot different than it is necessarily in traditional Christianity or even traditional Judaism. In Kabbalah, basically, what they teach is that you can have everything it is that you want. Everything, all the money in the world, if you want a million dollars you can get it, if you want $50 million you can get it, there is no limit and or uh, no barrier in regards to getting that except that when you begin to receive that you have to give as well because the purpose capitalistically is to become more like God, to become um, uh, you know, like Dorothy was talking about earlier that, you know God or your higher power or your goddess, whatever it is that you uh, believe in, has an unlimited checkbook. Um, And basically our particular purpose is getting into that same type of flow in which we have unlimited amount of resources basically to share with other people and to make their lives a lot better. And one of the things that I notice with people that have a lot of difficulty in regards to to finances, and this this is a lot, I'm not saying all, but a lot of people that have problems with finances and have problems with um, money are very often um, uh, very uh, self-focused people. It's what it is that they do, why it is that they're suffering, why should they have to do this and do that, why, you know, particular rules to the universe that they seem to, and that falls into what you were saying, Jackie, with the value in, 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 in poverty. There's a lot of people that think in this very egocentric sort of way, mm-hmm. that they're special because there is a lack. Mm-hmm. There's, uh, yes, it's so very true because there's a whole, um, there's a whole culture around that if you start finding yourself a little successful in the middle of your group of people who are not, you are then getting uppity or you're getting bougie or you're getting ahead of yourself or look how special you think you are and look at how big you think your britches are. And and so 
um, you when you you have to look at this is is that um, your social circle this that's one of to me that's one of the blocks you would have to your prosperity is who's your social circle. And you know, I, I I think too, you know, getting back to to what Storm was saying, people also need to be grateful for what they've got. Absolutely. And and they they do need to to reciprocate. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if if I've got a little extra, then I can do a little extra for somebody. I can pay the the toll for the guy behind me. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, and and that gives you know I get something out of that too. That that makes me feel good because you want that that person smile. You want an cash money spell? You give some money to somebody who really needs it. Exactly, exactly. You know, I have somebody stress, and it turns around fast. I I have a little thing that that I do when when I go to New Orleans. I I I never go without stopping at St. Louis Cemetery Number One and and having a chat. With with Maria Laveau, and you know I like to gamble, and so I always spend a lot of time in Harris, and so my my deal with her is always, if I win a little something, then I will give twenty five percent of what I've won to someone in that city who needs it, and you know whether it's somebody on the street. You know, or you know, you know, somebody just you know panhandling on on the street, or you know, sometimes you know I haven't been able to find somebody on the street panhandling, and so I'll go into to one of the the shops and talk to one of the shopkeepers that that I know, and I'll say, okay, who in the community needs something, and I'll leave it with her, with with mm-hmm. instructions to just give it to to that person, and you know, I always do well <laughs> after that, yeah. Um, you know, but but it but I get something out of it too because it gives me a warm fuzzy. Because I made somebody's life better that that day. Right. That's that's so true when you're when you're the source of your own. I remember I, the first time I heard is be the source of your own magic. Mhm. And I didn't understand it. I did not understand that at all about being the source of your own magic. That didn't make any sense to me until I started contemplating this. Um, if you want to bring love in your life, you need to be loving. Exactly. If you want to, if you want to bring um, financial gain into your life, it doesn't mean go spend money irresponsibly. What it means is that um, be. If you want the universe to give to you, you need to be giving. So it's it's all in the way you turn it and, and your perspective. And and I think one of the other big blocks around prosperity magic is is around greed. The fear of being greedy or being greedy. I mean there's there's a lot there's a lot around that and I watch a lot of folks who have financial cash issues are really greedy. Yeah. They expect everyone to give to them, but they don't turn around and do it the other way. Exactly. Yeah, there's exactly. a lot of there's a lot of entitlement issues I think that with uh with uh money uh uh problems. Um, We're going to take a break real quick. Uh, When we get back, we're going to be talking about changing your perspective about money and also some magic money tips. Uh, So pick up the phone, give us a call. You want to talk to Dorothy? The number is 760-539-3235-334. I see you sitting there. We will be taking your call on the other side of the break. Don't worry. Um, 
make sure that you cruise on over to CoventryCreations.com. And uh, if you have a problem in your life, regardless of what that is, we definitely have a candle for that. Do not touch that dial. We'll be back on the other side of the
Magic. My name is Storm Sestavani, and of course, I'm here with the lovely and talented Jackie Smith and the mystical and magical Dorothy Morrison. Um, pick up the phone and give us a call. The number is 760-539-3235. Again, that's 760-539-3235 to reach Jackie off the air. Of course, go to CoventryCreations.com, and while you're there, you might, might as well get out that platinum card and get some nice little lovely candles to bring some money magic into your life. And also, check out Dorothy's site at www.wickedwitchstudios.com. Again, that's www.wickedwitchstudios.com. Jackie, let's go and see what this caller wants here. I, I'm just kind of curious. Sure. Let's do it. Let's do it. 334, you're on the air. 334. What do I want? Money, honey. <laughs> Good evening. Good evening. Hi there. My name is Ocus, and okay. I have been in, enjoying the information that you all are, are imparting. Um, agreeing with most of what you're saying, um, I pushed the one initially because I wanted to talk about bartering mm-hmm. and the advantages and, and, and for me in my life. I, um, with the economy being the way it is, so it is said, because there is still as much money as, as there was, because they keep printing it even when they burn it up, um, that it occurred to me <laughs> in real reality that everything that I was worth was contained within me and that it, my skills, my knowledge, were my assets. Mm-hmm and my liability, so to speak, but I I focus on my assets. And that whether I had money or not, and wherever I might be placed in the midst of the, the storms and, and the changing times that are uh, seem to be facing us in terms of the weather um, uh, vibration, that I would be fine because of what I had acquired in terms of my skills, my spirituality, my my ability to to be at peace in just about any situation, and to my magical uh, abilities, and I live in the world of of the art crafts primarily, mixed with metaphysical um, um, expression, and we do do a lot of bartering and trading in that vibration, but it's that same energy there that we know that we can create that again in most cases that this can be created you know, when we change with um one with the other and and money is is um energy it's a um and it's how you feel about it uh she was saying about your the the people that you're around determine or have a lot to do with your your uh, feeling about money how you were brought up how um people you associate with and if you if you're in the company of people who feel p- poor now they may appear to be poor to some they may live in a hut but they may not feel poor but if the people that you are around feel poor then you are ingesting um, spiritually energetically you're, you are saturating the vibration so with that I will just see what y'all have what I, what I well, I, I, I think that the, the the large issue here that I think that, and I may be speaking out of 
of, of turn here, but I, I think that the three of us, um, basically, what it, the bartering tool that we wish to use um, in our particular business is money, credit cards, debit cards, you know, something tangible um, in which we can turn around and use for our services, you know, that we can purchase our own goods and services. Um, I can't make a donation to the charities that I uh, that I give to if somebody wants to trade me a crystal ball, basically, for a reading, okay? And that there's a lot of different charities that I give to and that I help because they're in need of it. I can't give to homeless shelters. I can't give to um, serious people that are in serious need um, if I'm getting tchotchkes, basically, um, uh, uh, as a form of payment for my particular services. So I think that where – I think that these – the, the large issue is is that we need to respect what each other's tender, and what I mean by tender is the, the type of, uh, of goods and services that, that we wish to trade, um, more so than anything else, and try not to force other people into um, uh, uh, needing to participate in our, our own particular idealisms. I think that we need those particular rights. Um, what, do you, what do you think about it, Dorothy? You know, I'm... I'm I'm with with, with you on on this. Um, I uh, you know I can't pay my mortgage with 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 little you know knickknack things. Uh, so you know <clears throat> uh, I I understand you know if you're if you're in the the arts and and, and crafts business you know where where sometimes you you can trade this for that and you can even resell that and 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 you get money. <laughs> Uh, so, so that's kind of a different ball game. Jackie, what do you think? Well, I, um, you know what I love to do? What? I love to be the girl that goes into the situation where you have, like, a, you have a craft fair, and a lot of the artists will will trade and barter back and forth with each other to get those extra things that they want that they would not necessarily come out of pocket for. Mm-hmm. I love being the girl who comes in and buys the expensive item on your table. And totally makes your booth rent. That's what I love being. Mm-hmm. I love being the girl who comes in and buys the full service spa set because I can afford it, which is a huge treat for me, and can tip you. Which means and, that you and that can that in itself is a money spell. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. A good tipper. Woohoo! A good tipper is um, that that brings money back to you. Now. If if this is the group of people that you're with and you're bartering with, I'm not I'm not here to judge that. I'm just saying that yeah. I have found that for me, when I have kept myself in a place of bartering, of saying, well, I'm just going to stick in this in this small world of bartering, um, I found that my pockets were empty. But when I said, you know what, I want to be the girl that comes in and buys that piece of artwork. Um, and really, because I've fallen in love with it and I want to value you, I find that when I have that money to spend, my pockets remain full. And that's, that is, that how, that's how, um, I see that moving from, um, moving from a place of lack where I can never pay you cash for this, um, and, and then moving into a place of, of money and, and prosperous money, using those two words together, prosperous money, um, where I can I can pay you cash for that, and then that that can flow on and on and on. So, 
Um, I complete. I have a lot of great artist friends, and they barter their art back and forth, and barter their time, and it's beautiful. And um, and guess what? When I'm the girl who comes in and can buy some of that art, cash yeah. money, whew, I'm the hero. <laughs> and I, and and also one of the one of the things I think in this particular culture, I can't go to. Um, Kentucky Fried Chicken and get me some chicken skin and go up with one of my sun candles and say, I'll give you the sun candle for a chicken skin. (laughs) (laughs) It ain't going to (laughs) work. I want some chicken skin and a biscuit and I'm going to give you the sun candle. I can't go to the grocer and get groceries um, uh, by walking in and, you know, to the manager and, you know, just start uh, giving him, you know, a reading about his life. But, but I think we're getting stuck on this. I mean, we've we've spent a lot of part of a lot of this show on this. Does barter work? Does it not work? And yeah. yet, and yet, we said it in the beginning. Money is your ability to barter. So I don't even want to get stuck on this anymore. I want to talk about those different things that that. Well, the, where I was headed with that, Jackie, is basically I think that what we need to do as as a group and as a people is change our particular perspective, basically about money. The Asians, the Asian culture has it right. You know, the Asian culture is the only culture that actually has a god that is designated for cash, period. (laughs) And, yeah, uh, his name is Hotai. And and he is the little happy Buddha guy with his hands up in the air. Mm -hmm. And, And he, you know, his job is to bring money in to a a, a business. Uh, you know, if if you go into an Asian restaurant, you usually see Hotai right at the front door. Or if you if you go and you get your nails done, you know Hotai is 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 usually there, and uh, and and he does bring money in. You know, in in the Asian countries, uh, money is revered. Mm-hmm. And um, in fact, if you drop paper money, and and the wind starts blowing it, and you run after it, and you step on it to stop it, stepping mm-hmm. on money is a jailable offense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can see that. Not for you. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, one of the things that the the, the people can can do. To um, to uh, embrace Hotai and, and and have him bring money in is to just get a little Hotai statue, and it doesn't have to be big; it can be small, and it needs to face the front door because Hotai does bring money in. Um, I have a, a little red Hotai statue, and so uh, my husband's company moves us a lot. And the first couple places that that we were moved, it, it was very easy to keep Hotai facing the the front door, and uh, and and it looked aesthetically pretty. The, the little statue did. But when we moved to Maine, we had an interesting floor plan. And in order for Hotai to face the front door, he had to be kind of askew on this table. And so I I went on a business trip, and I came back. And Hotai was straightened up because my husband cleans house, and he straightened things up. And so I didn't say anything, and I turned him around. And the next time I left, I came back home, and he was straightened up again, and I turned him around. So about six months of this went on, and Mark said to me one day, Honey, I just have to ask you, 
are you turning that statue around or is it doing it itself? <laughs> because he has, he has witnessed some very strange things in all the years we've been married. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and so, so I said, no, honey, and I explained why. And I said, you know, uh, when you when you dust Hotai, rub his little belly, and he'll bring you money. After that, Mark developed a great rapport with Hotai, and he and the dog would go for walks, and he would find money. He would find a $20 bill. He would go to, to, to wash the truck and find a $10 bill at the car wash with nobody around. Right. You know, and and so Hotai really does bring money into the family. But but you know the Asians have have the right perspective on this. Yeah, because it isn't. I think when when you um, when you keep the perspective of you are your money, um, it, uh, then that's when that obsession starts. I am nothing without it. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it's separate from you. When it has its own entity and energy, and it's separate from you, and and you have somebody to go to, then then you're not you're not your money. Although, um, you know, watch those Japanese businessmen. You know, some they'll, they'll be cheap on one thing and lavish on another, so it doesn't necessarily make sense in the long run either. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, so getting a new perspective on your money. I mean, if you're having money issues right now. If you're feeling the lack, then you need a new perspective on it. Straight up. Let's not even, because what you're doing is not working. I had, um, this is a funny story that I think both of you will enjoy. Um, I have a friend of mine that is that is a psychic, and she's, you know, you know the uh, the online psychic business is kind of a little bit slow right now. But um, I've been very, very busy in my in my private clientele. And she called me up. She goes, "What is your secret?" And I said, "I have a whole box of Quarant collar candles." <laughs> <laughs> In the other room, you know. <laughs> she goes, you have to light them? And I said, you know, I do them, sp- I, I like one sporadically to keep the flow going. But, um, no, it just seems to have them in the other room. And <laughs> they are working. <laughs> but um, I, I think that changing the, the, the particular perspective into living a life that is not based upon lack, that is not based upon um, uh, uh you know, needing to uh, to wait things out and, and, and needing to suffer and needing to go without and uh, I think is a very large key in regards to um in regards to prosperity consciousness, I guess. Um uh one of the things, one of the things also that is, I think that we have to change our particular perspective on what, you know, like Jackie said, or Dorothy said, we need to throw these words out the window. And, and I agree because I think that so many of us look at um, being successful and having money and, and and having the things that we need as having a million dollars in the checking account and things of that nature, rather than you know, most of us, I know the three of us at least, it's you know, do we have health insurance? Is our mortgage paid is um the bills being paid uh you know do we have food do we have things of that nature that is prosperity for us you know the people that sit there i think and actually think that the only way that they're prosperous is if they have a million dollars in the bank that is it that is a lack to me and it's a curse of lack you know it is doing Mm -hmm. a curse basically on yourself yeah yeah you know i you know i i i think you're right um 
Because if you don't have that that million bucks that, that you think you've got to have, then, then you think you have nothing. Um, you know, I've also uh, incorporated some, something. Um, I, you know, if I'm doing an event and I know that that I'm going to to be vending at, at the event, I ask the the higher power to bless that event. Not just bless my vending table, but bless the entire event, which also includes the the organizers, the merchants, the other guest speakers, so on and so forth. And every time I do that, I sell out. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a matter of including everyone. I, I think sometimes when when people do money spells. They do money spells for themselves. They do not include everyone who lives in their household. Or if they do a, uh, because, you know, people who live in your household that don't have money are going to drain whatever money you've got. If they're doing a money spell for their business, they need to include the people who work for them. (laughs) It's it's true, Dorothy, because every it's, it's time magic I do being paid forward, you know? <laughs> every time I do a money spell I include my customers. Mhm. Because if my customers are doing well, they're ordering more candles. I do actually here's a new perspective on it. I do love spells. Uh, the last thing I did was a love spell, um, reminding people how much they love the store that they're shopping in, the the Coventry products that they're buying. They're, they are gaining so much enjoyment from this. Um, they feel so great when they pick it up. It's a, I did a love spell. Fall in love with this, and you'll want more. That's that for yeah. And, and it works. Mhm. And, and you know, and I, and I think that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, and I think that that goes back to not being greedy. Mhm. Right. And you know you know what's greedy? Jealousy. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we had and, and, and I'm I'm gonna Envy. I'm gonna offend, so I apologize now for offending and I'm going to use something that somebody said as a cautionary tale. Okay. So we have somebody who's saying, I can't believe they charge, you know, X amount for this for this industry. I would never charge this. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. You know what? I am not offended by what people charge if they're getting it i'm like good for you for getting it because when i get offended about it that's some jealousy coming out and they mm-hmm. evil eye and and as soon as that jealousy comes out and you're and you're popping that evil eye out like you said you're you're doing it to yourself at that point you say well okay you must be really good and you have customers that can pay um that you're doing that 115 hour or or that X amount an hour. So I have some clients that I work with and I and I sell I do private label candles for them and they um charge five hundred dollars an hour for their services. They deal with some really high end clients and they get um a ridiculous amount of money for the products that I that I make for them. I don't charge them more for those products because this is this is my formula. I'm not going to punish you because you figured out how to do it even better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I live in my integrity, 
And I go, good for you for getting it. Can you tell me how you did it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and guess who sends me clients? Oh, yeah. Because I celebrate them. I celebrate their success. And, like, good for you. You're doing it. That's not what I do. And I work if, – if you are going to focus on the people who – um, you know, are are desperate for whatever it is that you're doing and they don't have the cash and you're going to do it and that's your focus and that's your customer and that's where you want to go and that's how you feel good, then love it, own it, be it. So that's, again, that's that different perspective because jealousy, um, saying, well, how how does she have that and I don't have that, you know, um, or she doesn't deserve that. The minute you say somebody else doesn't deserve it because that jealousy is coming out, you are countering negatively countering your prosperity magic. So if you celebrate somebody else's success uh-huh. and you say, good for you for doing that, you are celebrating your own too. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, ladies, give me some love spells. I mean, not love spells. We'll do that <laughs> next month. <laughs> give me well, some money spells. Is. Money spells. You know, uh, money money is really really easy. I, you know, rather than a spell, let's let's talk about some everyday life things. Um, always keep your toilet seats down. Always, because if you don't, your money will run down the drain. People think this is ridiculous, but it changes the energy in your home. It's not and just because you're a woman. No, no. In 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 fact, it was a hard thing for for me to learn to do, but in about a week you see the difference. In in all kinds of things, okay? Um, you know, so so you know, keep those those toilet seats down because you don't want your money r- r- running down the drain. You know, it's you know, money can be hard to come by. So so that's an easy thing that doesn't cost anybody a penny that everybody can do. Um, you know, I, I, I talked about her time. Um, there is, every, almost everybody has seen the little lucky cat with with a little paw in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, that That is Millie Icky, and she needs to be facing out windows so she can catch money as it goes by. Love it, um, and and that that also changes the the, the energy. Um, the the little feng shui frogs that have the coin in the mouth, <laughs> those should always be facing in your house with the ass to the door. Because if you face they're them popping out, money in, right? <laughs> yeah, you want them bringing money in. You know, if you have them facing toward the door, your money's running out. When uh, Mark and I went to Hawaii a few years ago. And we were in a T-shirt shop in a mall, and uh, I happened to notice that the guy at the counter had a money tiki behind the counter, and I asked him where I could get one. And he also had a lucky cat and a feng shui frog and a hot tie back there. And so he, you know, so he told me where I could get the, the the money tiki. But we were the only people in the store, and so as we were checking out, I asked him how business was, and he says, "Oh man, you know, it really sucks." And I said, well, do you want to get busy? And, you know, and he says, yes. And I said, well, here, can I come behind the counter for a second? And he looked at me real funny. And so I changed. I put his hot tie face in the front front door, his mealy-icky, you know, face in the window, turned his his uh, feng shui frog around, and we walked out the door. And we went next door to a coffee shop. 
And so we were coming back by with with my big cup of coffee, and this guy is standing on his head busy in there. Boom, within five minutes. Everybody in the mall <laughs> must have been in there. And I knocked on the window, and, and he looked, and he grinned, and he gave me a thumbs up. My husband turns to me, and he says, I can't even believe this. We come all the way to Hawaii for you to rearrange some guy's store. <laughs> but but oh, it, did, it changed the whole energy. And you know there there was nothing different in his in his display. It was just the change in energy with these particular objects being faced right, so, so the the financial energy would would flow in there. Love it. So you know those are those are real easy things to do, and most people actually have those objects in their home. And and if they don't, you know you can you can get them for like a buck ninety five. So um, you know not not an expensive thing. Another thing is your your, your folding money, your, your your paper money. Arrange it in your wallet so that it's right side up and the faces face you when you open your wallet. Because that money is coming towards you then. When you um, pay for something, always pay for something. If you're going to pay cash, pay for it with a... Um, a bill large enough for you to get some folded money back. And when that money is is given to to you, fold it towards yourself because you're bringing money towards you and put it in your wallet. You can rearrange your your money in in your wallet later when you get in your car, okay? But but <laughs> always do that. Um because that that makes a big difference too. And, and a lot of it, you know, is all in your perspective as well. You know, a, a businessman once told me that his business changed around after he began to think like a rich man instead of a poor man. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, and that's, that's the most inexpensive thing of all is simply changing your perspective. Uh, Beth in the chat room who's one of the feng shui people. She knows I love her. She's one of those feng shui people. She says that this year a dragon holding a pearl draws wealth. Oh, because it's the year of the dragon coming up. Yeah, holding uh-huh. a pearl draws wealth. So, that, that is an interesting tidbit if people want to get a dragon holding a pearl. A quick question uh, for you, Dorothy. What yes. does it mean to think like a rich man or woman or being? Well, you know, if you're if you're in business, what that 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 goes back to your pricing, okay? Um, you know, <clears throat> I my my ex and I used to sell crystal jewelry at at psychic fairs and and, and so on and so forth. And I was always very, very careful about how I priced things because, uh, you know, I didn't want to, to be overpriced and, and, and I was afraid that people, you know, would feel like I was raping them, you know, f- financially if my prices were high. And somebody two booths down from us had the same stuff we had. Their prices were double ours and they were doing a hell of a business and we were doing nothing. And the reason for that was people thought there was something wrong with our stuff. Right. The 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 second we raised our prices, we began to do a hell of a business. For for people who are not in business, 
you need to feel like you deserve to be comfortable. It's true. Yeah. Um, You know, if you don't feel like you deserve to be comfortable, you're never going to be financially comfortable. You know, think like a rich man. This doesn't mean go out and spend your your rent money on on rocks, okay? (laughs) But, but, um, you know, if you... um, if if you feel that that you deserve things, things come to you. If you don't feel like like you deserve them, then they, they go to someone who thinks they they do. Mhm. It it is true because um, it's presentation, and which is the think like a rich man that your presentation, your um, um, one of the ways. If you're looking for a job, always dress like you're looking for a job. Mhm. Go out and 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 present yourself and and put yourself out there. One of the things that um, that some of the quick things that I always do when people call and they're in panic and they need to generate some cash and money, et cetera. Um, I have I you know I do that funny little fig Newton spell every time I teach a class, and and I have them just charge up and invite in the energy of the fig, which is wealth and prosperity, mm-hmm. and. And just literally ingest, ingest it, fill yourself with it. The other thing is, um, bless an apple pie. Make one, make one with the intent of bringing prosperity, because everything in the apple pie is about prosperity, from the apple to the spices to the, sh- the sweetness of life to a rich and buttery crust. Mm-hmm. That's all about money or love, depending on your perspective. But an apple pie um, is it's a beautiful. A, Pumpkin pie, same thing. Mm-hmm. Charge it and bring it and fill it with that that financial energy and eat it. <laughs> yes, yeah. Just eat it. Um, another thing, I um, I apparently I'm focused on food today because um, cinnamon tea. When I'm feeling in that place of panic around money, um, whether I'm, oh, we're going to make, are we going to make our payroll? Are we going to do this? Am I going to be able to get this? Da da da. Um, drink some cinnamon tea or some some chai or something with those spices in it, and that actually um, uh, refocuses your panic into energy to make change. It, it does. And, and speaking of cinnamon, you know, all the little arts and craft stores always have those cinnamon brooms. Mm-hmm. Hang one on your front door. Absolutely. You know that that is an amazing, amazing little spell in in itself. Um and, and when Star Cassis comes on you'll have to ask her about that. She always has has a cinnamon broom on her door and she changes it at at the beginning of every year. A new one. Mhm. Yep. Um one of the other a, a fun a great a fun and great spell that you can do is is the pocket change spell. So you can do this with a, a Rosa Jericho which is one of those um it's, it's a dried plant that once you put it in water, it, it blossoms out, and then you put your pocket change in it every day for um, a month. Or depending on the spell you read, there's different timelines for a specified amount of time, 21 days or a week or whatever. But you can do that without the Rose of Jericho, which I've done in a, um, a bowl of uh, with some with some sugar. Um, again, sweeten your money. And then when that bowl is full, with your pocket change, you know, just a little soup bowl or a bowl in your house, maybe a candy dish. And when that's full or close to full, what I do is at first I, I, um, 
I rinse it off. I get the sugar off of it because nobody wants sticky money. <laughs> but then again, money's <laughs> money, no spend. I try and get some of the sugar off, and then I take it to, I just do who's. I decide what it's going to be before I leave the house. Am I going to find the first guy at the corner of the the freeway and hand it over to them, to them, or am I going to? Because um, I'll get a little message. Who needs this money? Maybe I, I stop by um, the school and put it in their playground fund, or you know, there's there's lots of charities all around. Um, so I just say, who who needs this when that bowl is full, and I take it to them. Like I said, out of respect for the people who are going to handle the money, I try and get a little of the sugar off. But then I take that sugar and I spread it around my the outside of my house. That's that that is a, a very cool spell. You know, speaking of pocket change, uh, one of the the things that I do upon occasion is uh, toss money at just pocket change at a crossroads. Yeah, uh, and. And, and and sometimes, you know, I, I do it driving just out the window, driving through an intersection. I just drop it, a handful of change. Mm-hmm. Uh, as as people find that, that money and spend it, it will come back to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it doesn't actually, have to be a lot of money, you know, just, just a little change. Um, my, my parking lot spell, finding a good parking spot, <laughs> is I, 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 leave, I throw change in the ground for the parking ferry. Uh-huh. So that next time I come to the parking lot, I'll find a good parking spot again, especially if I find a primo parking spot. Um, also, you know, I know that, again, we, we, we talk about some people in the chat room, and I know if you're listening to the podcast, you have no idea what we're talking about, but there's people that throw us um, quick comments. And one of the quick comments was, um, you know, so you give it to the homeless guy at the corner of the freeway, he'll just spend it on booze. It's not my business. Yeah. It's not my no, business what not. he spends it on. I'm not going to second guess it, um, and 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 it it leaves me, and I am no longer attached to it except for the fact that I have just generated some prosperity somewhere in the world. So I um, I don't judge it because I don't know what's going on with them. I, I'm yeah, just you not know, going. You know, I I don't judge that that either because I did it from the heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you're That's absolutely you right. Do. Once it leaves your hand, it was a gift. Once it leaves your hand, then then that person is responsible for for that energy. I'm no longer responsible for it. Right. I have. Um, there's a story about um, Legba, Elegua, um, Papa Legba, um, Dark Rider, the man at the crossroads, whatever you want to call him. And I'm going to tell this story, and I'm going to have, to, and he's going to show up tonight because every time I tell this story, he shows up. So. Alegba will, who is the keeper of um, luck, and, pro- and he does some prosperity. He he um, opens the road for you. He'll close it too. He's a bringer of luck, and he'll whether it's bad or good. Well, every now and again, he if you keep calling on him and you want to bring him into your life, and you're looking for money into your life and and luck into your life, whether you're calling on him by name or not, since he's a keeper of it, he will show up in your life as someone who is infirm or uh, a homeless person or someone who is not a desirable in society. How about that? Mm-hmm. Anybody that would make you want to cross the street or not deal with them, um, uh, mentally infirm, um, mentally handicapped, they'll, he'll show up in your life and he'll test you. And if you are unkind, um, he will say, hmm, I see what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and he will and he will change stuff up and he will teach you a lesson. I'm not going to say he's going to punish you. He will teach you a lesson. And every time I tell this story, every time I tell this story, he shows up, so I need to be aware tonight he's going to be showing up. I mean, buying somebody some dinner somehow. So, uh, but um and then as you build this relationship with the, these energies um of prosperity, of luck, etc., they also show up in your life and they'll protect you and they'll tell you about opportunity. So, um, and and for instance, you know, I, I was telling this story uh, to someone. We were sitting in a car in a parking lot and they had a question and we're all about to park for the night. And as we're telling this story, somebody else was driving and I was sitting in the back seat. As we're telling the story, all of a sudden this guy knocks on the window and he and he's begging for money. And this is 11 o'clock at night, coming up to a, a car, three women, and knocking at, which is, you know, I would not normally open my window. I would feel a little suspect about it. But we knew. We're telling this story. I'm not going to tell this story and in the middle of it, but turn somebody down. So we all came out of we all came out of pocket. I had some money left over for the rest of the night, handed it over. And do you know I had one of my best weeks in business following up? And well, I didn't do it to get the best week in business. I just did it because it was right. Jackie, do you remember when when we were in Norfolk to, to, together? And uh-huh. and we were and we had had dinner and we were coming back from from dessert, and the the guy singled us out in the parking lot, and needed money for a bus ticket. Yep. Do you remember that? I do and, remember that. Okay. And I gave him money, and uh, you know, and the next day we had a fabulous day. We certainly did. Yeah. We, yeah. We. Yep. And so they, you know, this this energy and just you know working with the, the energy of luck and and you may call this energy Loki or um, what's the other names the Native American guy, um, um, Lakshmi. No, not Lakshmi. These are the tricksters. The tricksters oh. are always the bringers of luck and money too. Um, I you know I had had my relationship with Elagua, so I know when somebody's showing up in black and red clothes. This is him wanting to send a message to me and wanted to talk to me. And um, there was a guy in, in front of this um, party store in the neighborhood I used to live in, which was which was a little suspect. The whole neighborhood was suspect. And uh, he he and he just stepped out from behind a dumpster. Didn't see him at all. He had asked me for some money, and I said, "Look, it. I got to go in. I got to buy some milk for my baby. I will um, bring you my change." And he mm-hmm. said. I appreciate that, but don't go in yet. I looked at him and he says, don't go in yet. And I said, well, when should I go in? And he paused. He said, now you can go in. I had just, he protected me from an, from an altercation that was happening in the store at the moment. I'll be. Yep. So, so these are the things, I mean, um, when... Prosperity is not just I'm going to light a prosperity candle and watch money come in into me, coming into my life. Which, by the way, if you buy a Coventry one, it works. I guess it does. Yeah, it does. If you if you get if you get the Wicked Witch Mojo fast cash, that that cash comes in real fast. Um, and and it's just like with your spirituality. If you live if you live this money mojo in your life in, in fits and spurts and wait until you need need a lot of money and you light a candle. 
then then yes, your money will be in fits and spurts. But if you live prosperity, prosperity meaning meaning cash money, lots of good cash money in your in your pocket. If you live it, if it becomes part of your life, um, it just keeps showing up. Mhm. Exactly. Definitely, we have to go, ladies. Um, Dorothy, of course, thank you for being on with us to talk about money. Oh, thank you so much. I had such a and, good time, and I hope you'll have me back. Of course. Dorothy will be back with us in three weeks for the whole month of February. <laughs> <laughs> it's already it's already scheduled. Um, let's see. What is coming up uh, next week, the 24th? We will be talking about Imbolc. What the hell is it, and how do you pronounce it? With Lorian um, from sacredmyths.com on January the 31st. Jackie and I will be talking about debt relief spells and the karma of prosperity, how to remove your debt, how to get rid of it, how to get it out of your life, um, how to put some making tracks on that debt and get it all going. We're going to invoke some Susie Orman. I'm kidding. Yeah, we're going to invoke Susie Orman. will be coming on the show with us in spirit. (laughs) 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 Because she wouldn't come any other way. Um, uh, <laughs> um, and then in February, the whole month, we're going to be talking about love. Love, 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 love. So, you know, if you're single and you want to find somebody. If you're married and you want to and you want to take that in intensive, well, make it deeper, the love deeper. Definitely. Definitely make the love deeper, bring new love to you, attract some love to you. You want to get that boy to propose? <laughs> yeah, we're going to be doing the astrology, we're going to be doing the gods and the goddesses, you name them all, we're going to be doing it. So, um, And Dorothy has a lot of uh, love magic in her line, so we'll uh, we'll definitely be talking to Dorothy about that in February. Um, to reach Dorothy off the air, of course, go to www.wickedwitchstudio.com. Again, that's www.wickedwitchstudios.com. That's with an S at the end, um, wickedwitchstudios.com. To reach Jackie off the air, of course, go to coventrycreations.com. If you have a candle... Uh, or if you need help with money magic and you want to go and get a money spell, go to CoventryCreations.com. On the left-hand side of the page, there's a link that says Candles. Click on that link. Tons of money spells in every single line, so make sure that you go and check those out. Um, to reach me out the air, of course, go to www.PsychicFriendsNow.com. And Jackie and I have new articles all the time on KeepItMagic.com, so make sure that you check that out. Everybody have a great afternoon. And what do they need to do, Jackie? They need to keep it magic.
speedo trying to tan my cheeks. This is how I roll. Come on, ladies, it's time to go. We headed to the bar, baby. Don't be nervous. No shoes, no shirt. And I still get service. Why? Girl, 